What up, what up, beautiful people? I got a special episode. I say that every week, and it's not really special, but this week for real, it's special. Got a special <laughs> episode lined up. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, Black Excellence, and as you heard in the J song, financial freedom is the only way. So, we're going to have a conversation uh, about financial freedom as it pertains to the Black community. Uh, I have two new guests, but they're not new to me. They're new to you guys. They don't know that I do this, uh, but I call someone a certain face as an opening to all of my podcasts. So, uh, Dawn, I'm going to call you uh, Catherine Martin face. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And TJ, or if you want to be called... uh, Matter of fact, I actually later, but I'm gonna call you uh, Alfonso Ribeiro face. That's how you're <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we'll roll with that. That's that's fine. <laughs> All right. So you guys don't know each other. Uh, you want me to call you TJ? You want me to call you Ronaldo? What do you want me to call you? Uh- Corey, man, we got enough history. You you can keep it at TJ, man. It's all good. You you know me since childhood, brother. We don't got to change nothing to get informal. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you get formal now. I'm yeah, no, man, come on. <laughs> this is this is this is me. We're not sitting at a corporate office, and even if we were, if it's you, you call me TJ. Everybody else, Mister Cepeda. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man, I'm, I'm gonna ask you the same question, but I don't really care what you want me to call you. So I'm gonna call you whatever I. At the, I may go back and forth between Dawn and Tisha, but yeah, who would I you mean, like me? I'm I'm Dawn. I'm Dawn Letitia. I'm Dawn Tisha. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. I said to I said to TJ before we started. I don't want your customer service voices. I want the authentic use. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I know I know both of you, and we're before we get into. The conversation too crazy. I want to do an icebreaker, uh, but I will introduce you, TJ, Dawn, Dawn, TJ. Hey, TJ. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. All right, here we go. Uh, quick, loosen up the loosen up the muscles. Answer the first thing that comes to mind. You don't have to uh, think about it. I don't want you to think about it. I want you to be loose. All right, first question. What's the most embarrassing or worst thing your parents ever caught you doing? Yep, that's where we're going. Out Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Wait, I gotta I gotta I gotta think back. Uh my, my mother once walked in on me stuffing a, a, a cherry vanilla black and mild with weed. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I probably had to be, I, I was probably like like 13 or 14. And I'm in my room just, just you know, emptying out a black and mild because, you know, I didn't want to roll a bunch, you know, and I'm just kind of stuffing this thing. And she walks in and I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so that was pretty rough. That was pretty rough for the street. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's, that's what comes to mind. When we think of what, when I'm thinking about it, Dawn, I'm so innocent that the only thing that can come to mind. Innocent, <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm such an angel. So the only thing that can come to mind is um, 
probably my dad walking in on me on, you know, during school and I'm acting a crazy fool. That had to be about the eighth grade because after that I was just great. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And if you know this, she's telling a, a not a bold face lie. Cause it, 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 she's just lying. It's not even bold. She's just it's lying. It, it's the it's the whatever face lie. I mean, basically, okay. basically, <laughs> let's um, go with that. Okay. <laughs> Worst thing my parents ever caught me doing. Um, I don't want to say it's the worst thing, but um, I don't. I forget what age I was, but we were at a photo shoot, and everybody here knows my father. I'm a PK. Uh, right. We were looking right. at we were looking at photos, and I was looking at a photo in front of my father, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And he was like, "His face, his face got so red, like what did you say?" And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. I said, shoot. I said, shoot. He was like, where did you learn that from? And I was like, I don't, like I was so scared that he was going to tear me up in this in this photo gallery place while we were in that photo. He was like, yeah, don't get your yeah. ass beat and see it. Don't get your ass with this fear, man. You don't want those problems. <laughs> My brother looked at me. He was like, we don't speak like that. I don't know where you learned that, but I don't know how, because I was young when I said it, and his face was like, right. what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Let's blame Charles for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to put that on Charles. Charles, you're the one, you're the reason for that. Um, yeah, Dawn, I'm, I want you to keep lying. So have you ever been arrested? And if so, what for? Listen, my I am clean. I have never been arrested. Thank God. Look at that. <laughs> my record is really good. <laughs> so you gonna keep lying the whole show, or are you gonna be honest? No, no, no. Um, you will never ever find a mugshot of Dawn. Never, ever, ever. That don't mean you were arrested. Ticket? It just mean you got a mugshot. No, I don't. I was never arrested. You see that, people. DJ? You see that? Listen. You see that? Yeah, there is a difference. There is a difference. <laughs> Oh God! You know, mugshot, mugshot means you know they took you in overnight, or you at least hung out in the cell for a minute. You know, but God. I know people have been arrested, <laughs> and you can't Google it. You know, but I, I too share the same sentiment. I've never been arrested by the grace of, of all things holy. I, I don't think I've ever been arrested either under my own uh, precognizance. Yeah, I'm throwing my SAT words on y'all. Okay, uh, there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with uh, I've never been arrested. <clears throat> Last one before we uh, start the conversation. Uh, all right, we'll do this. We'll do this as a little last fun thing here. Uh, I'm going to start with TJ. How fast can you say the opposite? Yeah. How fast? <laughs> uh, and, and, and you can actually understand it I, I mean i don't know i have to right. do it like my son and do, with the with the elemental p elemental p you know <laughs> yeah you know you just make it all one thing i mean is this are you gonna like time me as i go through this absolutely i got you right now time starting in three <laughs> three <laughs> two there we go Exactly how my son do it. Fam, <laughs> that was 10 seconds of ABCD oh in the middle of the PC. 
That's it, oh. man. When, you know, when you got it, when you got a small, when you got a kid at home that's like, you know, under the age of twelve, they they, they zoom through everything. So you know, I've learned that from it. Oh man, Dawn, how fast? Don't even. Say? Nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, wine. I don't want to be slurring and messing the kids up. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not doing oh, that's it. it. <laughs> I'm that's it. Don, you're going in three, two, okay. go. A through Z. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Which also works. And John, John, you said you got a bottle of wine open. Did I hear that correctly? Absolutely, it's Friday. Okay, full, full, full disclaimer: I have I have a glass to do say, so you know I'm glad it's a party. <laughs> oh man! All right, let me, let me go grab something because y'all make me. Yeah, hey, come on, come on, Corey. Let me go grab something. Yeah, you Hold on, well. right quick. Right quick. Yeah, oh, man. Get your joy well, juice ready. Yeah, my joy juice yeah. is ready, ready for the libations. Um, <laughs> if you can't tell, this is the type of energy we're on for this episode. Uh, I feel like the two of you, let, well, let me get into why I asked the two of you to come up here. We are doing financial literacy, and both of you guys have started financial institutions of your own as African Americans. I'm going to get my customer service voice in right here, right quick. Um, okay. Okay. You both have started financial institutions for African-Americans. So I'm going to let you introduce what your institution is and what you provide before we start getting into questions. Uh, ladies first. So Dawn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course I am Dawn. That's the obvious, but um, my company name is Credit by Dawn, also known as CBD. Uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. So <laughs> at CBD, we were founded this year during the pandemic. Um, so what made me start this whole um, credit repair and consulting business was I found myself in my 20s outright just like bowling out of control, right? Yeah, you had the money. Credit didn't mean nothing to me. But then in my 30s, I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's redo this, <laughs> right? So... Now, I'm, I know I'm not alone. Um, so I just started repairing my own credit, fixing it, fixing it. Then I had a consultant look at it to see how good I did. And come to find out, it was on the right track. And I was like, man, I can get this done by myself. It's like, you know, my own initiative. But sometimes people need so much help with the littlest of things. Right. And I mean, right. I can help. And what I really, really, really want to do in the, in the near future is touch the children. So, and I'm not, not saying children, let's go to teenagers. So 13, mm -hmm. you know, my, my son just turned 13. So just setting him up so that he can have a little bit of buying power that Josh has, or, you know, like, so that he's not so far behind. And there's no, it's, I didn't grow up. I don't have a struggle story. I didn't grow up not, not having and just without. It's just sometimes in a black household, credit is not talked about so it's something that we right. should start talking about even in our young adults that's it okay you you, you touched up on something that i'm going to ask or we're, that we're going to talk about later but tj sir what made what are you doing what's the name of your business i know both of you guys yeah. but it doesn't make sense to me to 
intro them when you're right. here. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So, you know, again, you know, le- legally, my name is Arnaldo Cepeda. The, the TJ comes from my middle name, Taj, and, and, I'm, and I'm a junior. So the, my company, Cepeda Capital, has actually been in existence for a couple of years, but it was very under the radar. Where it started was more, more so business consulting, um, you know, formation, business plans, and a part of finance. You know, to Don's point, I didn't grow up in struggle. Um, you know, the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, me and Corey, you know, we went to school together. You know, it's not like we were in, um, you know, Harvard or anything, but, you know, we, right. we weren't hurting either. You know what I mean? So right. at the end of the day, credit has always been a conversation in my household because both of my parents worked in finance. You know, my father worked for Citibank for many years before he went over to be a, you know, a vice president with transit. And my mom actually worked for J.P. Morgan and Chase and, and helped kind of facilitate that merger and everything else. So financial literacy was, was mandatory in my household, but it wasn't like that for everyone around me. To your point, in my 20s, you know, going through college and everything else, you know, my first two years of college, I was able to pay cash. Like, I went to community college on purpose because I didn't want to put myself in debt. You know what I mean? So it right. was always the thing where I've always been smart with my money. You know, I, at 34 years old, I've had like 20 cars, you know, and on top of that, I'm in the car business as well. So, you know, I spent a good part of my tenure in the finance department. And what I've realized is so many people have no idea how consumer or business credit works. That's what made me kind of attach that credit part to my company to kind of expand on what it is that I was doing. So as I'm helping people kind of formulate their business, a lot of people didn't know what to do next to get funded, whether they were going to be self-funded, whether they were going to set themselves up to get loans, build business credit along with their personal credit. So I kind of help people kind of gauge you know, that part of the process, even after the formation, the business plans, the financial aspects of it, and the analytics. You know, and even a little bit into the tax code. So, you know, anything that revolves around business growth and scale, because those are two different things in regards to personal and business credit, that's kind of where, where I lay my foundation on top of consumer credit in the car business, because that's a big part of what I do as well. That's dope. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, both of you guys are dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I have them on. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but so I want to ask you guys a question. And before I get into that, I'm going to give a little background as to why I feel credit is important to me and why this conversation is important. Dawn, you touched on it. Both of you actually touched on it in terms of it not really being talked about in black households, right? Um, right. When I graduated college, my father gave me uh, one of the graduation gifts was a suit, and that's nothing out of the norm. It's not, oh my God, you got a suit. But he was he kept saying, oh no, fill your pockets. And I'm like, for what? So I'm looking in my pockets and I'm like, <laughs> I feel in the chest pocket. I'm like, oh shoot, what's in there? So I pull it out and it's a credit card. And he told me, there you, go. you know, right. he was like, this is, he, this is your first credit card, whatever have you, it has a limit on it. Whatever you spend, because you're not working, we're going to take care of it and all that other stuff. This is my high school graduation gift. So I'm going off to school, like, feeling like I got an Amex in my pocket, and I only yep. got $500. <laughs> I'm like, yo, honey, yep. He was like, only use it for emergencies. Like, you don't have to. You got a meal plan, all that other stuff. Only use it for emergencies. I barely used the card because 
I was like, well, I don't have the money to pay anything back because that was one of the things he said to me. Hey, well, just because you have this $500 limit don't mean that you have $500. If you don't have it to pay it all right. as soon as you use it, then act like it doesn't exist. So exactly. I went through college. Um, I used this card sporadically because I would do small jobs working at school. Like I would be the basketball manager. I would be the baseball manager because it paid. And what right. I would do is I would take those stipends that I would get from being a manager and pay off whatever I use on my credit card. Right. Um, fast forward, not to make a long story less, make a long story less long. I graduate college <laughs> and I apply for Amex because I'm like, black card's the goal. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that simple. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I apply for Amex. Uh, I'm not exaggerating to both of you and I'm not exaggerating to you listeners. My first Amex card I got was a platinum card. Yeah, I believe it. I thought I thought I was mm -hmm. doing everything. You couldn't tell me nothing when they said, "Oh, it don't got a limit. It's a platinum card. You got this. Yeah. You got that." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah. nigga, I'm lit." <laughs> what I, Surprise! What I, failed to, what I failed to realize was the annual charge because they give you the first year free. What I yeah. failed to realize right. was the annual amount for the car, just for holding the car. Not even if you use it, but just for holding it. Um, right. Got an Amex card. Uh, I didn't get a job right out of college. I was working temp for a good part of three years out of college. So I didn't have a steady job, but I had an Amex card. You couldn't tell me nothing. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm going to pause it right there because that, that's going to get into another question that I have. But yeah. That was my experience, early experience. I got a, a, a preset limit card and then thought I was big stuff and got an Amex Platinum card. I'm going to ask Whoa. you both. I'm going <laughs> to ask No, no, no. No, because that's what I'm getting ready to ask you. What's your biggest... What's your biggest... Uh, not mistake, but if you had to go back and tell 20-year-old you with your first credit card, what's the best advice you would give 20-year-old you uh, <sighs> with a credit card. <laughs> Let me tell my story. So my story is very similar to yours. As I, right out of high school, I had my first credit card, and I can't even remember the limit. But back then, it was a lot. It was it was <laughs> it was a lot. I, I know I wasn't five hundred. It had to be over five hundred because I did a lot with it. Now, mm -hmm. as far as the repaying it back from high school, I went straight into college. Right? What job? <laughs> So I'm spending, 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 not knowing like, oh shit, the payment's coming up in 30 days. Where are you getting this money from? Mm -hmm. Right? My parents are paying for college. I'm not going to them and asking them for anything more. I had gotten a car and um, I was already, I was in a private college. I wasn't going to go ask them for even more. So I'm like, oh man, I had to get a job. So long story short, and I won't even name the company. I sent the payment off to the company. They sent it back to me because I didn't have my account number on it, so they want they wouldn't take the payment. Man, that was the wrong thing for them to do. And I was like, oh, forget this. I tried. I attempted. I wish I could tell 20-year-old me, take the extra step and just take care of your responsibilities. If I was able to spend it, I should have been grown enough to pay it and do the right thing. Right. I would say... 
the one thing I would tell 20 year old me would be to the first credit card I have is actually a Citibank card. And if I can go back and do it all over again, I would have probably used that card more for leverage than I would have for consumer spending. So the mistake that I made was getting, getting the Citibank card. And then the first place I went was like express bought a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff. You know, I was a, I was a huge (laughs) express fan back, back then, like, you know, the big lion on the polo and all of that. I was like, you can't tell me nothing. You know, I would go to Foot Locker. Um, I used to remember. And, I used to remember you with Express. Like, I only reason why I know Express. I'm not saying this because you're on there. Is because you used to wear it. All <laughs> yeah, I used to wear it. Like, and, and it's funny because I actually ended up working at the one of Palisades Mall and then being the general manager there for a short stint. So it's like it was like full circle, right? Like all the money I spent, I trust me, I got it back. But yeah, anyway, I got it back. You know, I, I, <laughs> right? But you know, I would, I, I, if I could go back in time, I would have used it as leverage. So right out of right out of high school, I went right into college as well. But on top of that, so outside of working at Ad Express at the time, I also had a recording studio that I built inside of my house, like a legit one, not like you know guys in the closet with a microphone. Like I had a full <laughs> setup, like a, a construction worker came in soundproof, I mean, the whole bit. And the, and I had so much cash flow that I really didn't think that credit mattered. You know what I'm saying? And even right. and even to this day, a lot of people say cash is king, credit is power. But that's really not the truth because credit just, a credit score only tells you how good you are at managing debt. That's really all that number means at, at bare minimum, right? But cash isn't really king if it's sitting in an account Excuse me, because inflation, right. you, your savings account will never beat inflation. But cash flow is actually king because if you have that consistent income and able to grow that, then credit becomes your friend because now you're able to dip into larger pools of credit. And then, you know, because you're able to handle it and manage it, not because you want to go buy something, but then to create other right. streams of income. And I think what I, if I could go back in time, I would say, listen, you're going to get your first credit card. They're going to give you $1,500 because you have a real job. You know what I'm saying? So take that, then, you know, go get a secure credit card somewhere else and then keep building from there. And I also would have told 20-year-old self to tell my father to put me on his Amex as an authorized user early in the game because then that, that would have set me up because with Amex at 13, you can be an authorized user. So that means by 21, I have like, yeah, I have like seven years of of data points and then they, then they can, then they would give me my own card right out the bat as opposed to just jumping around because really other credit cards, 16, 17 is when you can start. Like my son is going to be added on everything LLC, the whole bit, once he gets of age. But if I can go back in time, a lot of the stuff I'm doing now, when I was a lot younger and had more energy, I would be doing then. And this would be a very different conversation because we'd be on my yacht. (laughs) So, TJ, um, this is one thing that I tell all my friends. I'm like, listen, when your child turns, forget high school, when they turn 13, add them, look to see the rules of your cards. Because not only does Amex Mm -hmm. do it, but... Discover also does it. There's a couple of uh, right. banks out there that will let you put your 13-year-old on the card as Absolutely. a authorized user. So Absolutely. you're already at 13 ahead of the game uh, opposed to 18-year-old. you got five years on 18-year-old with your credit history. So I put my son for his 13th birthday. He got authorized on every single card that he could of mine. Bingo. Bingo. 
But I mean, to the listeners, that that right there is free game that a lot of people don't know. I, right. I mean, you definitely don't. I would not ever give a thirteen-year-old a credit card. Um, no. Knowing <laughs> where they're going to spend it. Like that credit card stays with me. He cannot walk around with it. You know what I got him as a card that he can walk around with? A secured card under my name. Bingo. Like, like I, I, I make sure that it's, it has like two hundred, three hundred dollars on it. So you're never going to be able to go crazy without it. You, you know, like without permission. Right. But and the good news, the good news with that too is there are some secured cards that won't even do a credit check. So you're not even yeah. taking that inquiry. So, you know, like a, a, a real famous one is like Open Sky, right? So, like, I'm sure everybody has seen the Facebook ad for the Open Sky credit account. Now, the, the misconception with secure credit cards is it's only for people who have bad credit, building credit, or rebuilding credit. That's actually not the truth. You know, a secure right. credit card is for that, but it's also to set a relationship up with a bank that you yep. may not have a relationship with. So, you know, for instance, like Bank of America has a secured card. Wells Fargo has a secured card. They also have a secured business credit card. So imagine you just set up your business last week. You have a couple of grand in cash flow or whatever you have allocated to how you want to start your business. Then you can jump kind of right into business credit without even thinking about it because they're not going to do a credit check. Right. So you just sign up, your company set up, you open a savings account with Wells Fargo as far as your business is concerned, and your amount in the savings account is what's going to secure the card, and they'll do up to $5,000. So, you know, most people, consumers don't have $5,000 credit cards out the gate, but your business, as you're building those data points, it'll help your personal and your business credit all at the same time. So, you know, the secured, right. the secured way – is, is a is a big jump in, in getting ahead. Like you said, even at 13, 14 years old, just make sure those cars are nowhere we can find them because it's over. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you guys, because this is really uh, good advice. Um, listeners, you're welcome for this free game that we're going to kind of tailor. You're not going to get all of it for free, but we're going to tailor right. it so you can get <laughs> a gist right. of the game. But, um, all right, so we did advice to 20-year-old selves. I'm going to continue my story uh, from where I stopped with my Amex. So I find out I have, after the first year, I find out that I have to pay an annual fee. News <laughs> to me, because guess what? I didn't read terms and conditions. I went straight to to the accept because they, they approved <laughs> me and I was like, oh, I'm lit. Word. Didn't, yeah. read, didn't read no terms and conditions. I went straight to the accept. But um, hold on, Corey. I don't mean to cut you off, but a lot of people, not even 20-year-old self, how about 40-year-old self do that? Like, mm -hmm. they don't read their APRs. They don't read their terms Fact. and conditions. This is what, Fact. like, I mean, if you're trying to buy things and, and get some leverage, with yourself, with your business, you better read what's in the writing. They're hiding a lot of you shit. Have <laughs> you have to. Don't, don't worry. You like, guys are here for the questions. I'm, I'm not no expert. I'm here. That's why I have both of you. You guys are here for the questions. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on that because that's going to be my, my, my next thing. Is uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I get this card. I realize I don't have for the first year, uh, APR or uh, annual payment. 
where I mess up, I'm going to throw him under the bus, and he doesn't know that. Uh, Brian Kitt, me and Brian Kitt were in a Louis Vuitton <laughs> store on Fifth Avenue one day. Oh, man. Nice. I, nice. Did I not tell you guys, I just got this Amex Platinum car, and you couldn't tell me anything. So we're in the Amex store. <laughs> we're in the Amex store, and we're looking at these glasses. And I remember, I'm giving you guys the full story. I have no shame in my game. There was a rep who looked like Megan Good. And I was, me and Brian, mm. at the time, we were single. We were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He took all that break. Yeah. So we, I was, my father always took me in these stores. So I was never the type to feel like I couldn't walk in the store because I didn't have the money. I was walking. Right. And if that meant right. that I was just looking, I was just going to look. If you asked me what was going right. on, I, 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 I'll, get, I'll grab you when I'm ready. I had that game down packed before I even stepped in the store. So we're walking through the store, right. and she's, like, showing us bags and all this other stuff. And I'm doing what my normal thing, and that's to act <laughs> like, oh, okay, what else do you got? What do you got here? Do you have this mm -hmm. size, blah, 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 blah? Do you have – like, I'm asking mm -hmm. all the right questions, so you think that I'm actually there to buy. <laughs> and we're on our way out, and we see the glasses stand. And – I'm going to keep her name anonymous and just call her Megan Good. <laughs> Megan Good goes, because she's flirting, flirting, she's flirting with me and Brian this entire time. Megan Good goes, oh, you guys want some glasses? But at this point, I'm sure if you worked in a retail before, you've been at the mm -hmm. point where you've talked to customers and you know you can tell who's going to buy and who's not going to uh -huh. buy. So Absolutely. Glasses, yep. And she's like, she's at the point where I'm sure she just wants us to get out the store because she's like, these niggas ain't buying nothing. Like, uh -huh. So she's like, <laughs> she's she showing us glasses. She shows us. Oh, you're going to buy it and regret it. <laughs> right. So she shows us this one pair of glasses, glasses $600. And Brian's like, you're putting an ultra battery in my bag. Yo, you should get these glasses. You should get these glasses. These glasses fire. Corey, these glasses fire. I'm like, nah, I don't wanna, I don't I'm playing real coy. So the, here's where. She pulled out her, her big joker. She was like, well, if you guys don't have the money, then, you know, you can always oh, come man. back. I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. Wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> don't got the money. Sweetheart, I pulled out that Amex so fast, and when she swiped it, I was like, why did I just do that? The moment she swiped <laughs> it, I was like, why did I do that? I'm, why am I, yeah. why am I, where are you going to wear $600 glasses, one? And you don't have a job to pay off the six hundred dollars glasses. So in thirty days, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. and, right, right. Before days. before it reports, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, the moment we get the glasses, Brian's all he's hyped. She's hyped because she just got the sale. And I'm literally on Fifth Avenue, like, why did I just do that? And I'm walking out with these glasses, and I'm thinking to myself, I should return them. I should find another uh, LV store to return them to. Yeah, go to another goes, Louis store and go, hey, these didn't work out. Right. <laughs> to, to long story, less long again. That's going to be my theme for tonight. I still have said glasses and, and that Amex card that I used to have ended up getting canceled because I didn't know there was a the annual fee. I remember one day I paid off the balances on stuff. And then right when the annual fee hit, it was a 
instant five hundred dollar charge. And I was like, whoa, whoa! I didn't spend five hundred dollars. People at Amex was like, no, sir, that's the actual fee. I was like, fee for what? They were like, yep, for just having, having the, card. the card. And I was like, yeah, okay, y'all can cancel this because um, yeah, <laughs> there's no way in the world. Yeah, so, see, and and you know, and and that's crazy because the annual fee typically that's paying for all of the perks, right? Right. So, you know, you have Amex, you got Sky Lounge and all these cool things, but that annual fee, it normally pays for itself. Again, if you were in the state of mind to kind of just, again, use the leverage, right? Because with the Amex, you know, you get double reward points here, stay at the Marriott, you get this free room or so, whatever the case may be, and it ends up paying for itself. But, you know, when you're in your 20s, all you seeing is that five hundred, and you like, yo, wait a minute, I didn't buy shit for five hundred dollars. What is yep. this? Oh, like, oh, this is a fee just for having the card. So you think it's like a pay-to-play kind of thing, just because you didn't read and understand the leverage that an Amex card will get you. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, the it, Amex it gets, card is great. <laughs> it will open some doors, but you really, really have to be careful. Like you have to yeah. be careful with the Amex card. The Amex card is a charge card, so. I mean, it's not like right. your normal installment card. That's a charge card. They are looking for their money in 30 days. Like, 30 days. Every dime you spend, <laughs> they're looking for. Every single bit. Right. And they, that days. annual fee, they want that. Like, I had a Amex a very young, too, but oof, it, I, used to, I used to be scared of it. I'm not scared of it anymore, but I used to be scared of my Amex card. I love it. I'm, right. I, I told you, I got my son one. He's authorized on my account, which is cool, but I, I want to put the fear that I had of my Amex in him so he knows, like, don't play with Amex. They cool or whatever. We could be friends, but don't play with them. <laughs> what you want to do... <laughs> what you want to do is, like, when I go to Louis Vuitton and things like that, the way I reward myself with those type of stores, because um, I have a little bit of an addiction. I'm not, like, over the top. I'm not even materialistic, but I do like to do those things sometimes. I go and... I right. see which card I which card did I use that have some rewards and to me I Bingo. see it as that's my discount right so I use right, I make right, those large right. purchases with my credit card and if I spend fifteen hundred dollars on a wallet or a bag guess what I'm getting some points I know I got some cash back rewards I got some gift cards coming something is coming out of this because Louis Vuitton ain't giving you nothing <laughs> not one <Right>. discount <laughs> so you got to use your right. credit no. card that you're gonna get the rewards on. And that's how you get your discount. Right. And, and so two things stick out to me about Amex in, in particular, right? So I have an Amex that I've had, you know, for, for years, you know, and I really don't use it as much. It's like one of those things where, like, I tell my wife, like, all right, you know, if I don't come home one night and I call you from jail, like, that's the card you bring with yep. you. Kind of I don't even carry my Amex, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, what happens is this, like, one, when you, when you already have a relationship with American Express, the good news is you can get additional American Express accounts without them pulling your credit again. And a lot of people don't know that. So if you call them and let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm an account holder. You know, I see you guys have a new product. I'm interested in it. They'll look at just your history with the card you have. Nine times out of ten, they will not Approved. pull your credit again. Yeah. Right. And then so the second thing is you have to look at, like the parent, like almost like the partnership. So like, instead of going for like just the Amex gold, you might do better going for like the, the, the Bonvoy Marriott card 
or going right. with the American Express card with, with Sam's Club or, or with something like that, or, you know, whatever Delta. hotel they have partnerships yeah. with or the Delta mm-hmm. Sky Miles, because then you get more perks even though it's still the same payment processor. Because really, right. American Express is a credit company, but they're just a payment processor. Like, that's really all it is. So once you get into their, their data points, it's really, you know, you, you have the world is at your fingertips. Because, I mean, again, to get a black card, you have to spend, like, you know, $100,000 a year for, like, four years or something crazy, whatever the number is. But, but then once you get it, now you have to keep up that habit. So it's like if that's, yeah. like, you know, your main card, then that's something different. But as far as Amex is concerned, I think, you know, everyone should have one, but only if you have the income, you know, well, the cash flow. Let me not even say income. As yeah. long as you have the cash flow mm-hmm. to, to kind of maintain it and be okay, then you're good. Because, I mean, to both of your points, you know, I, I am a label whore. Like, I love Gucci, Christian Dior. <laughs> I'm not really a huge Louis Vuitton fan. Like, I have a Louis Vuitton polo and a belt, but, like, I have a whole section in my closet that is just Gucci. Right after that is Dior. I'm a big Versace fan and all of this. But a lot of that stuff, when I buy it, that it's paid off right away. Even cards that yeah. I have that are not charged cards, I make it a point to pay every credit card down to $3. Like, I always leave, like, a couple of bucks on there. You know, yeah. just to uh, to offset, just to offset the algorithm with you know with the utilization. You, yeah. But you know, utilization right, is the key. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the utilization is the key. So you know, it, it's different because I have, you know, to put it in perspective, right? The average person that has a four-year degree comes out of college and makes somewhere between thirty-five and forty-five thousand dollars a year, right? So like. A few of my credit cards already take care of that. Like, you know, I have a, a list of credit accounts that have very strong credit because my profile is, is very thick because I've had credit since I was 18. So, you know, with, with that being said, my utilization is never an issue because I have well, well into six figures of revolving accounts, not just installments, but like revolving accounts that I can keep going in, whether it be lines of credit and personal business or just credit cards in my pocket. You know what I mean? So yeah. utilization is typically never an issue, but it's like, to your point, when I go somewhere and I'm going to make a big purchase, it's going to be something that's giving me either cash back or rewards. Yeah. If not, then, you know, I'm using another card or I'm just paying cash for it. That, again, yeah. it, go, it all goes back to leverage. Leverage so, is the key. Yeah, this credit thing is it's purely a game. And that's why I think that... Bingo. To, to me, we should be teaching this stuff in high school to young adults. Absolutely. How to play this game, Absolutely. right? Because th- these are the people, these... I, I feel for these young people because when, when we were growing up, we didn't have this big influence of social media. Right now, right. This, all that's in their faces, labels and cash and like, mm-hmm. they have it really, really hard. But we have to pull back and especially go into our communities and tell them, hey, listen, let me tell you, because the people with all of this stuff, they ain't got shit, okay? They don't have right. anything. So don't believe the hype. Let me tell you how to play this game. So that's why I want to go into like, I, I even want to look into the government and see if they'll pay me to, um, Go into these schools when everything's all happy and dandy again. Go into these schools and <laughs> just teach a couple of courses on credit to young adults, especially mm-hmm. in underserved communities, because, man, right. they got it rough. They got it rough. You were you influenced know, here's the by thing, one like, good-looking girl. They are influenced by 16 right. good-looking girls every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, but think about this. But think about this, right? So to social media... A big, a big issue with social media now 
is that a lot of it is advertising, right? So think about yep. all these influencers that get that this, these influencers or whatever the hell you want to call them that get all of this stuff for free. Like I know people mm-hmm. who post stand in front of cars that are not theirs, you know, wearing clothes that like they rented or borrowed and, you know, tags sticking out the back and they're going to parties and returning and stuff like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Back in the day, like, so our social media was like MySpace. Like, MySpace was not this intense. Like, Instagram and oh, Facebook has yeah. changed everything. Yep. My biggest issue with MySpace was who's in my top eight and what music is going to play when you click on my profile. Now, you go to a kid's Instagram and it's like, yo, if the angle isn't right, if the lighting isn't right, if the hashtags yep. aren't right, man, I, not know, I can't deal with all of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They're it's not too much. If it it's way right. too much. Uh, it's way too like, much. I mean, it, it affects me. Like, I don't even go live. I, if I put a video up, you better believe I've, like, searched that thing. How's the background? Are we good? Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I don't even go live because it's just so intense. I know I need right. to go live. I know I need to do all of these things. But I, I hate it. Like, imagine being a 13-year-old to an 18-year-old who have no clue um, about right. any of this. You know? Like, it's yeah. terrible. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough. But okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, I before, um, because all of this is great information, and I'll, I'll ask you guys to post your social medias at the end of this so that uh, people can reach out to you. Uh, one of the things Absolutely. that I do like is that we're uh, African-Americans teaching financial literacy because it hasn't been taught to us. And right. what all we really know is like you guys are saying, what we see on Instagram, what we see in videos, what we see here. Uh, yes, baby. You want to you be on the pod too? Um, you're going to have financial literacy too. You're only two years old, but you ain't getting Um I want to ask TJ, you said you were in the car business. And yes. I don't want you, I don't want you to get in trouble per se for what I'm getting ready to ask you. So ask, take it from a standpoint of, I can't tell you what to do, but here's some. <laughs> so nah, I mean, just ask the question. <laughs> he wants you so to pick people, up what he's throwing down. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so people, I got you. <laughs> for, for people who may not know and are looking to either buy or lease, right? Okay. Just give me a pro and a con for each buying and leasing. I'm not telling you to tell me which direction to go, but just give me a pro and a no, con that's fine. for buying, buying and leasing. So, so a lot of people, the, the, the biggest issue with credit, period, right, is somebody getting approved for something that they technically can't afford. Mm. And the reason why I say that is a lot of creditors, even when you buy a house, so, you know, there, there's nothing like red tape about, about what you asked me, so it's fine. It's like you may get approved for, you know, a $400,000 loan, right? But that doesn't mean you can afford what that mortgage is going to be based on what the interest rate is. So yeah. I think what a lot of times when people kind of get caught up with, oh, you know, I got approved, whatever the case, they're going to give me this, and they, and they kind of focus more on the payment than they do the interest charges and what that looks like for the life of the loan, no matter what it is you're borrowing, even if it's just an installment loan that you're going to use on anything else. 
So when it comes to financing, right, it, it all depends on what tier of credit you're in. So typically tier one, two, and three, which is anywhere from like a 720 and up, give or take, and some, with some manufacturers, even a, a 680 and up will give you, will get you into tier three of credit, depending on the, the financing and everything else. Financing the car is a, is a long-term relationship. So you have the normal loan is 60 to 72 months. Although, you know, I always tell people if you, if you really can't afford it in 48 months, 36 to 48 months, you shouldn't finance it anyway. But again, that's just me with my finance, with my finance background, just with personal finance. It all depends on what your credit is. So the good thing is with financing, if you are in those top tiers, you, you have a few decisions to make. One, you can finance the car pretty much as long as you want because no bank is going to tell an 800 credit score they can't go 72 or 75 months. You know, so that's the good thing. The con is, you know, unless you're at 0%, which there are some manufacturers that do it, but they normally cut, you know, the, the term of the loan. So, you, you know, if it is 36 months, it'll probably be to 48 or 60, but 72, you might go to 0.9 or 1.9. You are going to pay interest on an asset that is depreciated. No matter yeah. what. So, yes, there are cars that hold value, but nine out of ten cars, you know, that people are financing, they are depreciating. Toyotas depreciate. Fords hold value but depreciate. Now, you know, you talk about Mercedes. Yes, they do hold their value, but they still depreciate. And typically, people who trade out of a car, it's very rare that, that they have positive equity unless they put down a ton of money. So, you know, I think that the pro would be you have options when you have a high credit score. The con, when you don't have that high credit score, is you're going to pay upwards of anywhere from about 12 to 28% on the dollar, depending on where your credit is. So even somebody, you know, the lowest credit score I've ever seen in my life was a 366. The lowest credit score I've ever gotten approved on a car was a 388. And, you know, and, and again, and it took some, some wheeling and dealing. They had to put what down What you doing, running CPNs or something? <laughs> <laughs> nah, this was straight social security number, all legal. You know, he just, he had to put some money down. It had to be the right card. So, you know, you have to look at what's called loan to value. So, you know, they wanted him to be at a 60% loan to value. So he had to put down that amount of money. I used rebates. We discounted the car. I used the car that had write downs if it was a service loaner. I mean, you know, I've been doing this, you know, for 10 years, so I'm very well versed when it comes to uh -huh. putting a car deal together. But unfortunately, what happens is when you have challenged credit, you have challenged financing. There's only but so many banks that will finance a person that's below a 500 credit score. You know, and, and those banks all run rampant, you know, up and down, you know, the, the United States on, on, on each side. And, you know, there's banks like Santander, CPS. CAC, Scopos, it's like, it, it's a bunch of these banks that are called like subprime and some of them are called like thirdary because they're not even a secondary lender. It's like once you <laughs> had a repo, now this bank will mess with you, but you're going to pay for it. You know what I mean? So yeah. now with leasing, to be perfectly honest, there's nothing that's a con with leasing. And I tell you what, a lot of people will say things like, oh, well, if you lease a car, it's like you're renting it because you don't own it. Well, baby, when you finance it, you don't own it until you make that last payment. So one thing has nothing to do with the other. But the good news is when you lease a vehicle, one, in most states, you're only paying taxes on the payment, not on the full car. So that was a law that was passed about two years ago. And I know now I live in the state of Georgia. 
leasing, you know, those lease numbers are now 40 or $50 less per month because you're not paying taxes on the full amount of the car. The second thing is after the 36, 24, 36 months, whatever you decide to do, even, you know, you can go to 48 months on leases, even longer than that, but I don't advise that. So, it, you know, at the end of that lease, you have an option. You can buy the car for the residual amount, you know, so whatever's left on that loan, what that car is worth, you'll pay for it, which you'll know day one from the lease. Two, you can trade the car in if you have equity. And what that's going to be based on is how hot the used car market is on your particular car. Or you can walk away altogether and not do anything, just hand in the car, hand in the keys and go. If there's any damage, you'll pay a fee. Or four, typically if you go into a new car, they'll give you more incentive because they want to keep you as a customer. Yeah. As long as your payments, you know, have been on point. So if I've leased a car for 36 months, which I've done, you know, a million times, typically, you know, at, at month 33, I get an email or something from the dealership saying, listen, we'll pay your last three payments. Come in and just, and if you stay with us, you won't pay any fees. You'll just start over. So, you know, there's really the only con to leasing is you'll always have a car note. But again, if you have cash flow, that really won't make a difference. And if you lease a car through your business, you can write it off 100% versus writing off a finance car where you're just writing off the depreciation of the asset that you bought and the interest. With a lease, I can write it off 100% as long as your CPA knows how to set that up. Yo, 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 don't give me too much. Yo, TJ, don't give me too much. <laughs> you know, I got a little too shady in me, baby, so I'm going to tell them what they need to hear. You feel me? They got a whole lot of free game today. A whole lot of free game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the do say. It's the do say. Have another round. <laughs> Dawn, I'm going to ask you a question um, for – you, because you mentioned you specifically mentioned, um, it's not necessarily for twenty-year-olds, but forty-year-olds and things like that. For someone, I'm gonna say, yeah, our parents' age. Let's act like all of our parents aren't financial literate, um, but somebody in that age range, the sixty-plus and whatever have you, whose credit is right. jacked up. And yeah. they're looking to get a, a fresh start. What would you say to that person at that 50, 60 um, age range, but looking to better their, um, their credit? What would, you, what would be your advice? My first thing is to pull all of your reports from all three barrels and just make sure that anything mm -hmm. that's important to your credit is important accurately, <laughs> it's verifiable, right. and it's timely. Like, there's a ton of things on a like I'd probably say about 70% of people they don't even know how to read their doggone credit report there's, there's mistakes on there there's mistakes on there that can easily be removed that is really really hurting your credit score so figure out where you at like talk to a consultant talk to someone and ask like hey where am I right and then two you better jump on a secured card ASAP Get you a $200 secure card, whatever you can afford at that point. Get you a secure card and start. Re you can start rebuilding on a secure card at any time. But find out what's on your report. That's for sure. Very true. Very uh, true. Find out what's on your report. Uh, looking at this stuff. I didn't know, and I'm going to be the most transparent I think I've ever been on this mm -hmm. pod. In regards to you guys, I didn't know anything about credit. 
when I first got my card, after I went through the mishap of buying a $600 glass, <laughs> it wasn't until I started looking for, um, when I said, oh, I want to get a house. Oh, I want to get a yep. car. That it started playing right. in my mind, oh, well, you're going to need credit for this. And for some of you listeners, I don't want this to seem like, oh, well, you're telling us stuff we don't know. Some people don't know this stuff. That's one reason why. A lot of right. people don't know this stuff. Back a lot of yes. people don't know this stuff. Yes. The bare minimum. I didn't know I needed this stuff until I started looking for a house. And so let me tell you why a lot of people don't think that. So people think, like you say, uh, TJ, like people think cash is king. Absolutely not right. when you want to get a loan, okay? I mean, right. unless you can Bingo. spit out three, $400 for a house and you don't have to ask nobody for anything, cash ain't king, baby. I don't care how many or how many dollars you have current. I don't know where it's sitting. Who cares? If you want to get a loan, you better have you some good credit, like a, a decent right. one. Because the, the whole purpose of getting a loan is to get the best interest rate. Like, it makes no sense to go. buy a $300 house and then you got a 20% interest rate. Like, Come on now, let's do the math. You'll be paying for that thing. Your children's children will be paying for that thing. <laughs> right. Before you know it. So, I mean, if, as long if you don't have the cash to buy these large purchases, and a lot of people don't have just that cash just sitting there, guess what? I mean, well, a lot of our people don't. Um, yeah. Just right. make sure. Yeah. Just just make sure you got some uh, some credit. Make sure you're monitoring it. I mean, people can, and I don't want to sound like, oh, you have to get a consultant. You can do it by yourself. There's a lot of DIY facts. I give out people, you know, information to people all the time of what you can do and what right. I think you should do. But guess what? If you're not going to be consistent, why are you doing it anyway? Right. So, you know, let me, let me add on to that because that's a very valid point. Consistency is key when it comes to credit because what happens is, you know, a lot of people, and, and even to expound on that, right? So you say you didn't even worry about credit until you were wanting to buy a house, you want to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Most people don't worry about credit until they repo a car or get kicked out of a house or an apartment. And then that, yeah. that, it's not that it's too late, but it makes, it makes this uphill battle, you know, very steep. Because a lot of people don't protect the integrity of their credit. And this stuff right. stays on your report up seven years. And then the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they run and they have these collection accounts and yep. they reset the clock when they pay them off. Now it's another seven years you got to deal yep. with it. So, you know, if, if I had a collection in 2010, right? So, you know, it goes to collection. By 2017, it should come off. In 2013, I, I, you know, I hit a lick and I got to come up, right? So I'm like, oh, let me pay off all of these debts. I'm good. Now everything's going to stay on there till 2020. Because it's all going to reset the clock and then give me another seven years of what the hell just mm-hmm. happened. And a payment yep. collection and an unpaid collection is going to weigh on your credit report the same exact way. And the biggest thing is a lot of people think credit, credit repair, you know, and, and I don't even, even like saying that. Because like, it's more like restoring something, not just kind of giving it a quick fix. But people right. think you can press a button and then and all of a sudden they're 800 oh, credit Right. Yeah. And on, and on top true. of that, even when you're going through the process, one, you have to control a couple of things. Okay. Your FICO score is, is broken up, you know, into a couple of parts, right? So your payment history is going to give you 35% of, of whatever that score is, right? The amount you owe, so your, your debt to income and your utilization is going to be another 30%. Now, the length of time you've had credit is another 15%. Then 10% is going to be your credit mix, 
So it's not just credit cards, it's credit cards, mortgage, auto loan, installment loans, whatever the case, and then new inquiries are going to be another 10%. That's kind of how your FICO is kind of, you know, conjured together. But people will, like, really screw up on payment history and then just think that, like, it's all good. Or their credit yeah. will go up, like, five points on credit karma, and then they're applying and then they start for everything. Around. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you, you know, and you can't do that because credit karma right. isn't even your FICO score. It's Advantage 3.0, which is yeah. scored totally differently, and no bank uses that score model. Most banks are going to use your auto, your, your auto credit eight. Is, is big in the auto industry, and then your bank card scores. I mean, you have 10 different FICOs for each bureau for the most part, right? So, like, the utilization and all of that, it's all going to be based on, you know, kind of what model they're using. So even when you're going to get a mortgage, you actually have a mortgage score. When you're going to get a credit card, you have three bank card scores. Your auto yep. score, you have two of those. So it's all different things that you have to look at that's based on those particular properties on your credit report and then the overall scope. So, you know, this is, you know, financial literacy is a lifestyle. It's not like a thing you sign yeah. up for and then you pay per month and then all of a sudden you wake up in a month and I'm at 800. It doesn't work right. like that. So people have to understand credit before they start using it. Most people don't try to learn it until it's too late. And that's the problem we as a people run into because a lot of us, you know, the phone, the house phone was in our name, you know, and we were seven because everybody else's credit was screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Or your, your mom's beeper. I'm aging myself now. But, like, you know, my, you know your, your, mother, your mother will have, like, a damn two-way pager or something. And it's like, yo, why does Bill come in here in my name? Not that I dealt with that. Thank God. But you know what you, it is, Some too? of us, instead of starting with a secure car, we already start in debt. And that's the right. issue that we have in our community. Right. Like, and I, I strongly dislike when parents set their children up for like failure like that, take the telephone right. bill and the light bill out of Boo Boo's name. It don't, we don't have to go. <laughs> like, right. come on, because let me tell you something. And especially, I mean, if this pandemic didn't teach you anything, it taught you that, guess what? You're going to need your village, right? So God forbid That's right. I got coronavirus or I got really sick and I needed to use my children. I want to set my children up to where, guess what? Hey guys, I put you ahead, so now you can help me when I can't, cause I got you set. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I want to set my children up so that just in the event that I'm not well or I'm not well enough to take care of them or something dr dramatic happens, I can use them. They they won't, you know, they won't be in a bad position or they won't have that same struggle that a lot of other people have. Absolutely, but, yeah. I agree. Oh man, uh, like I said, you guys have been giving out uh, free game. I hope you guys have been uh, having a pen and paper down for the stuff. Um, but this is probably not going to be a single conversation. This might turn into a quarter thing with you guys if your schedule permits. I'm not rushing you. Off. Absolutely, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm just that, telling this you is what cool. My plans are. Um, <laughs> but. Everybody has children here. We talked about what you would say to 20-year-old you. We talked about what you would say to those in the uh, older age brackets. You guys have both given some sense of advice for the younger generation. Um, but I'm going to read to you something that I saw. 
on Facebook. I liked it. Um, not necessarily to say, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to do this. But I liked it because uh, sometimes we, and I say we as in the, the niggas, don't think, <laughs> don't think this way. <laughs> when it comes to, um, to meeting your child. So I saw this on Facebook and it says, Caden is 11 years old. Look at that, Caden. We got a Caden on oh, the Zoom call tonight. Caden is 11 years old and pays bills. He's given a $24 a week allowance. And of that, he pays me $5 a month. Two for rent. One, two for rent and $1 each for lights, water, and mobile. He has his own Capital One credit card and a money market card that I put his allowance on every week. I'm teaching financial literacy and breaking generational curses. The money he pays me goes into an account alongside other money for him when he reaches 18. So that's good credit and a bankroll. What do you guys say to that? Do you think um, teaching them credit at that young of an age is a detriment or is it more of a help? No, I think that's a help. Um, my six-year-old, that is definitely a help. Him, I, my six-year-old is learning that um, he's not learning. My thirteen-year-old is the person I'm teaching about credit right now, but my six-year-old, he's teaching. I'm teaching him how to spend his money. So you got to work for it. And when you go to the store, let's let's talk this out. We have a whole conversation before we get out the car and go purchase. And I wish more parents would do this with their children. We have to. We have to start somewhere to break these generational curses. We have to just start talking about finance, finances, period. Whether it's how to manage your, your money, where to put your money to make it grow. I mean, passive incomes that they can do, little things. I mean, entrepreneurs right. are being born and they're younger and younger. That's the advantage of social media and the time that we live in now. These kids Absolutely. can do whatever they want. You know, like the sky's the limit. They, they don't have to be 20 to get their food truck. My six-year-old is already talking about his food truck that he's going to get. And I believe him. You know, I, I stick to awesome. him. I, I help him out. Um, he hires and fires everybody in this household every day. Get out my kitchen. You're not <laughs> washing the dishes. Like, like I mean, but like, the conversation is happening. I'm so excited because I don't know. Like, other house, and I encourage everybody, do this thing in your household. Start somewhere, but begin somewhere. Don't just let it slide to, like uh, TJ said, we find a mistake or we want to buy something and then we can't buy it. It's too late. Right. Right. And, and what I would say is, you know, even biblically, right? So every generation gets wiser. So it's funny because I kind of like conversations that I have with my son, sometimes I forget, you know, he'll be 11 this month. And, and what I did was, you know, I made a commitment to him a few years ago that he would never have to work for someone else. Right. So, you know, his, his mother is a very successful you know, real estate agent in, in the Atlanta market. You know, my wife has her own business and doesn't work for anyone else. My, my wife has been self-sufficient, you know, about a year and a half, hasn't had to answer to anybody. You know, I work because I choose to. You know, I'm just I, I'm addicted to the car business and I don't want to take on the task of having my own dealership. So I'd rather run around with roller skates and somebody else's. And then just mm-hmm. when I'm over it, I just I leave. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple. But. You know, I, I made a commitment that he would never have to, you know, fill out a job application. And when I said that right. to him, I, I was very serious about it because I know some of the things that I've had to deal with because of racism, 
because of ageism, because I've always been the youngest to do whatever it is I'm doing, especially in, in the car industry. Yeah. You know, and, and just, and, you know, you know, corporate takeovers, people getting, you know, emotional and they're firing you because you're better than them or they don't like you. I mean, mm-hmm. I dealt with it all. So with him, what I did was I actually set up a luxury accessory line where, you know, and we have like a line of, of shades, book bags. I got like fountain pens. So, you know, I'm, I'm up all night on the phone with all these manufacturers and I named it Arnaldo Evan because he had made a, a comment to me and he was like, you know, uh, daddy, this, this kid in my class had on a Calvin Klein shirt and I thought it'd be cool to have, to have, you know, our name on a shirt. I said, I got, I got dope. one better That's for you. So We're going to start a whole company. I said, we'll yeah. start a whole company. We can put your name on whatever the hell you want to put it on. So, you know, he'll sit with me, you know, he's me and his mother aren't together, but he's with me half the week. So we'll sit, we'll look at samples together. Yeah, daddy, I like that one. You know, mm-hmm. I'm empowering him to make those business decisions. And what my goal is, is when he turns 18 to completely hand this company over to him. And then this will be kind of what he does moving forward with, along whatever the hell he, you know, whatever else he wants to do. So I think, you know, instilling that entrepreneurial spirit in them young will then lead into that financial literacy because, and Corey, you'll be able to attest to this because I'm a PK too, right? So it's like the number one thing with money that we learn as kids is you got to tie, right? So like, yeah. we always surprise, talk about surprise, this, this, we all are. Right. Yeah. We all, are. <laughs> all of us are kids. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So here you go. So everything is like, oh, you know, make sure you give 10% to the church and all of this. But you know what I challenge every listener, you know, whose face just turned up. Here's what I challenge you to do, right? Read the Bible for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you really have to... Everything that you believe can't be because it's something that grandma said. It can't be because it's something mom said or dad said. And even some of the things that your old pastor used to say. You have to, I'm not saying you need to challenge it, but you really need to believe it because you believe it, not because and it was it told to you to believe. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, you know, religion to me is a lot of man-made doctrine, right? So, like, when I, when I read the Bible, I, I read it to understand it for myself. Now, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate because the church I go to now is very, very strict when it comes to people being in business for themselves and business. You know, we, at one point we had financial literacy courses at my church before COVID and things of that nature. And we don't just teach sewing, but we also teach investing. We teach saving. We teach right. everything. Because, you know, the biggest problem is, is like in our community, you know, you know, somebody's grandma gave all the money she had to church and still died broke. Because, yeah. again, there, there was, it was just like, you know, oh, well, God is going to work it out. Be that as it may, you know, there's still some work that needs to get done. And I'm not here to preach, but it's like, you know, faith That was a bar. Work. Nah, that was a bar. You got to let that breathe. You got to let that breathe. You got to let that breathe. You got to let that When you have all the faith without, you know, it's a do say. You know, when I get drunk, I start preaching. But, you know, when you have faith, you know, you have to have the work associated with it because if not, it's dead. Like God is not just going to open the door just yeah. because you put a hundred dollars in church from your thousand dollar check. It's because you're believing that you're sowing that seed and it is going to grow. Not because it's just a technicality of being a Christian. I have to give my 10% or I'm, I'm a bust hell wide open and be cursed. That's actually not what the Bible says. So, you know, I, I, I employ everybody to really read and understand tithing and, w- and what sowing and reaping really is. Because, again, a lot of people just do it because it's tradition. 
But you need to do it because you believe it, and, and that's the difference. The best thing that ever happened tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's the drop bars. That was it. Drop clues bomb, please. Drop clues yeah, bomb. Yeah, can we drop a clues bomb on that, please? Uh, no, we got to do that in editing. We got to do that in editing. <laughs> what, I, what I wanted to say was um, my mom used to, she told me, a long time ago, when a secret first came out, oh, you got to read this book, The Secret. Oh, you got to read this book, The Secret. And I got it, and I yeah. read it. And I was reading the book, and I said, this is all Bible stuff. And she goes, exactly. Why are people who aren't believers putting this stuff to use, and people who sitting in the pews don't even know that these right. principles are like, right. they're, they're biblical-based. It's not like somebody yep. somebody had an epiphany and said, oh, you should do this. Speak it into the atmosphere. No, that stuff is Bible-based. Let me so, tell you something. Right. People, um, and I'm talking to our community. I know everybody is on vibrations and things like whatever. Whatever you want, get a piece right. of paper. <laughs> write down some <laughs> affirmations. Look yourself in the mm -hmm. mirror. Say your affirmations. I'm telling you. I even got my children to do this. You have to get speak it, speak it, and it will come. Like, let me tell you something. My favorite car is a BMW, right? And I've had them. And I've had some, Corey, you know I've had some other type of cars, right? You so, had the range, my nigga, you had the range. range. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've had some of the good and bad, but my thing was I want to be financially stable to do it again. And guess what I drive? I drive a BMW because that's the car that I wanted to. Like, I could have went anywhere, but that's what I wanted. Right. And, that, and, and I said, I said, listen, I'm not having, I've had, cars like this younger but i had to have a cosigner now i haven't had a cosigner on a car in years but like you right. this is the things that you have to speak that was one of my affirmations when i was younger you gotta put that out there you gotta put it in the air whatever your vibration like just say whatever you're doing do it whatever you're doing <laughs> get it done but write it down right. i mean and i'm i'm no biblical whatever like i'm no preacher i'm just a pk and let's leave it at that but write the vision and make it plain that's what i know right. and that's what i live by so right i mean it, that's that's the truth write it down speak it and put it out there in the universe whatever to god to absolutely whoever you serve absolutely absolutely i agree wholeheartedly all right i'm, I'm not gonna keep you guys but couple minutes longer last minute um advice uh tidbits things you want them to know before you leave here uh what's the last minute thing you want them to know and then we're going to get into the next part credit is a necessity guys cash is leaving us we're in this so-called coin shortage mm -hmm. this is, to me it's on purpose it's the way of moving into the plastic and, the, and Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, all of these contactless pays. But cash is losing its value. So credit is necessity and you need to get it right. So I would say there's a difference between being a boss and just being self-employed because our people have this thing with, you know, buying their, their job, right? So it's like now, I go from working for someone to working for myself. Like, let's take a photographer, for, for example. 
you know, I might be a photographer for some magazine. I decide to go out on my own, right? But it's just me, do, you know, setting up everything now. I don't have the key grip or the assistance. You know, I'm renting out a space because I don't have the studio anymore, okay? Right now, I'm self-employed. The way you become a boss is, one, making sure your business is set up so you can take on employees. Two, you have good personal and business credit. And three, you can create jobs to empower your community. So you are not yeah. a boss until you have employees. Now, there's nothing wrong with being self-employed and being that photographer that's just doing it one-off. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be on Instagram flexing. This is not like a striker photographer. <laughs> it was just my example. So I don't want like a bunch of photographers fucking in my inbox because that's not what this is about. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you're self-employed, own being self-employed. Working for yourself. Okay, but that does not make you a boss. I feel like our community is throwing that word around too freely and it's discouraging other people from wanting to take that step because the expectation is almost too high because of all of the flexing on Instagram. So be yeah. real about what you make. Be real about what you own because without ownership, you can't be a boss. Without investing your own money, you can't be a boss. And I just want to leave you with that. Elevate your thinking. Get those affirmations, like she said, because that's super important. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I think affirmations are probably the, the biggest part of my success because I, I've been every position that I've taken, whether it be in my own company or some other sector of business or even with, you know, somebody else's company with me being an employee, I spoke it. So nothing happened until I spoke it because once I put it in the atmosphere, you know, I had to leave it up to God to make it work now. I had to let him know that I believed it so then yep. he can get me to that next level. So it's important to, to tell yourself that you're going to be financially free. It's important to tell yourself you're going to be a millionaire. You know, and technically to be a millionaire, you got to make 1.4 because they're going to take 40% back. So that's another little tip for you right there. You got to make 1.4 oh, million. TJ, 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 right? I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. TJ, I'm, I'm sick of you. TJ, I'm sick of you. I'm just telling you I'm sick of you. Don't be sick. I'm just telling you I'm sick of you. Don't be sick. It's the truth. I'm just telling you I'm Our people need to hear the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, the big, and I'm glad you did this, Corey, because, you know, there's a lot of people on Instagram and like we got into this social media thing, but you would be surprised how many people would be like at the club Friday, at the strip club Saturday, at church Sunday, and then inbox to somebody to borrow money until that next Friday when they get paid. Yeah. And, and, it, it's and, happening. It, and you think, <laughs> you think COVID is a pandemic? Being broke is a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> that will kill yeah. you faster than anything. So the thing is, is like, stop trying to impress people that don't even give a damn about you. And a wise yeah. man once told me, if you are too busy wait, counting wait, wait, the money wait. in someone else's pocket, you don't have wait. enough in your own. So have wait. enough in your own pocket to stop worrying about what somebody else do. TJ, put the doozy down, man. Put the doozy down. <laughs> I'm about to mute your mic. I'm about to mute your mic. Because you just give it now. Turn the music on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, turn but, me down. To your point. To your Sorry, point, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I had said Amex and I was out and didn't want to use it after the Louis Vuitton incident, <laughs> TJ, I'm, I'm, I went out with some of our high school friends when we were out of college, when I had 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we had this this Amex. And this was the bottle era. Oh, let's buy a bottle. Let's oh, buy yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I know. So we oh, I know. To, we, we go to a club. Um, I believe it was Pink Elephant. And the reason why I remember this to the team is because oh the story God. sticks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. we went to Pink Elephant. We, we was like, oh, let's get bottles. I didn't have no cash on me, but I, guess what I had? I had my silver and Amex. The Amex. So, Hold Absolutely. On. So when when everybody wanted the bottles and the waitress came, I'm like, oh, you can just give me the tab. She gave me the tab. She um swiped my Amex card and she came back to me. She goes, sir, I don't know, but it didn't go through. I called Amex so fast. I was like, yeah, that was the fraud. I'm charged. Please. I told them niggas, I said, yo, I don't know what happened. Yo, I, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. I ain't got it. Them niggas like, oh, all right. So I guess we just got to scrounge up some coins. Yeah, I, uh, I ain't got it, but she came back and told me, sir, you might want to check with your bank. I said, don't worry. I'll call these niggas right now. I stepped outside. I said, yeah, that was a fraud charge. I don't know what just happened. And they were like, oh, okay, Mr. Reed. Thank you for that. But, yeah, because um, I was trying to keep up with the Joneses. I was trying to act like I had it. And I don't have it. Now, if I pull out my Amex, that's because I know I have, what did you say, liquid capital? Is that what you kept saying? Didn't that some leverage. Liquid capital. Leverage, leverage. Yeah, to pay it off. Like, I don't mind using my Amex now because I can pay it off. Um, Similar story to Dawn, I went to California, might have been, what was it, three years ago? California, went to California three years ago? Went to California three years ago. I had, um, we had an Ultima. We got upgraded to an Infinity, um, and I fell in love with Infinity. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I want an Infinity. Didn't pay no mind right. until a year ago. And I saw the QX60, and I kept saying, I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that. Mind you, my credit, when I started this, my credit uh, credit was a 540-something. And I'm saying, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. I needed a cosign when I first started looking for the car. Yeah. I was able to build my credit up to a point where I didn't need a cosign, and I have, my, I have the QX60 now because... I was hey. I, I, there you go. I, I was able to stick because it's right. It's not a one. It's not a over overnight thing. It, I've been working on my no. credit for two years and still working on it. Don, you know, yeah. I just told you the day my credit yeah. dropped up, and I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. But no, no, a, it hurts. It hurts when you <laughs> work so hard. It hurts. It hurts when yeah. you're down. Like, and people yeah. don't understand. Like, you if you. If you already have bad credit and you keep going to request credit, request credit, stop that. Don't do that. Yeah. You're hurting your score even more. That thing yeah. is gonna that thing is gonna hurt you at least six months. It it'll drop off in two years, but that thing is gonna really impact you for six months off the top. Well what I'm gonna tell you, so it's really gonna hurt you that whole two years because what'll happen is other creditors will will interpret that as you being in financial trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like even, for so too even much. with Bingo. So even with Chase, like you can't get a Chase credit card if you open or apply for five accounts in 24 months. So it's like people will go to Chase and try to get a credit card and they're like, oh, man, now nah, you, you're automatically declined. But wait a minute. I'm a 730 credit score. I don't owe anything. But you've opened 10 credit cards in the past year. Chase don't now want nothing risky. to do with that because it, yeah, because it looks like you're high risk. Bingo. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you max out all those credit cards, you're one payment away, you know, one missed payment away from bankruptcy. Yep. 
They don't want no yep. parts of it. So, you know, it's little nuances that people don't know, and they just kind of shoot their credit around. And even in the car dealerships, right? So, like, what typically what I do, you know, at dealerships that I work at, if I get a credit profile that's subpar, even ones that are good, I will only submit you to, to one to three banks before I come have a conversation with you, a second conversation, I should say, before I submit you somewhere else. There are some dealers right. that will shoot you to every damn bank in the, that they have yeah. just shooting in the dark. And yep. you don't want that. So, you know, typically what happens is, and the way that I train my guys when I go into dealerships is, listen, if they're challenged credit, we send them to the banks where, one, they have the best probability of getting bought based on the structure of the deal. And if we don't get three, if we get three declines, we need to have a separate conversation with them. Okay, do you want me to continue? Because this is right. what can happen if we keep going. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, to work with integrity that's what gives you a long-term play. This is why I have education I have. This is why I've had some of the dopest jobs on the planet when it comes to the car business because I operate with integrity. You know, there are customers that follow me no matter what brand, no matter what dealership, because they know I do the right thing because I'm well-versed in credit, not just car business. I know business, period. So there's a different approach that I take when, when it comes to putting a deal together. Man, uh, I appreciate you both. I hope you both enjoyed this as much as I have. Listeners, if you haven't this been writing cool. with opinions this entire time, I apologize. I probably should have told you that this was going <laughs> to matter of fact, I did tell you in the beginning. I said we're doing financial literacy. Financial freedom is the only way. It's how I opened it up. Um, but I do thank you both for your insight, for your, your knowledge, for your expertise, um, and for helping us as black people get in a better position because uh, we see Jay-Z, we see Sean um, Combs, we see now Kanye West, right. we see uh, um, Jeff right. Bezos, we see yep. uh, Bill Gates and Tim Cook and um, Ralph, uh, Ralph um, Allen. We see these people um, and we Absolutely. don't know what the what the we just see, oh, well, yeah, they, they went from rags to riches, but we don't know the it was a process. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, you know, but Corey, let me let me let me throw a wrench in that, right? So Jeff Bezos is is my favorite because we all have Amazon Prime accounts. I, I'm I'm willing to bet ninety percent of the people that will listen to this will have an Amazon Prime account, right? But then when they post things like Jeff Bezos is now ten million dollars, ten billion dollars richer and pays zero taxes. Instead of us learning the game, we get mad at him, right? So instead of us trying to figure out do, you know, legally to offset his taxes, we get mad. I can't believe this. I, you know, they taking all this money out my check every month. So here's the difference, babe. You're an employee. He's a business owner. The tax code was not written for employees because you right. yourself as an employee is a tax write-off. <laughs> you know, so if you if you just yep. expand your understanding, you know, as mad as you are with that twelve ninety nine, a hundred dollars a year coming out of your account, and you ordering toasters, Keurig, K-Cups, and everything else from Amazon <laughs> or whatever the hell people are buying, you know, but then you get mad at the man because he took advantage of, of just solving problems. Okay, a bookstore turned into an everything store because he he figured out process. Okay, what do people want? Fast shipping and easy checkout. And now every e-commerce business on the planet is patterned after what company? 
Amazon. Amazon. Yep. So learn the code. Learn the code yep. before you get mad at the man. Christmas is coming up also, guys. And I just want to let you know, LLC, don't cost that much. Cost less than a little bit. In Georgia, it's only 100 bucks. Stay <laughs> less. Well, in New York, it's like 125 So guys, girls, everybody, get your children some LLCs. I mean, That's they're, right. they're for the low. But they'll help. That's you. right. The best, the best thing I ever gave my <laughs> wife was her own company. Okay, my wife was a very, very skilled nurse. And what her salary was, she makes in a quarter with her own business now. I didn't bring you up here to flex like that. Yo, my nigga, I didn't flex. It ain't flexing if you got it, though. It's just true. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? You up here to, no, seriously, we got to change here. it. We got to change it. We have to change the view of things. Um, like yes. social media is impacting everybody. I mean, people going yeah. through serious depression from the social media. Bullshit. Yo, killing themselves. Killing themselves. Killing themselves over like, social media. It ain't ever that serious. If it ever get that serious, put me into the hospital. Don't let me jump off the bridge. Yeah. Please. But yeah, let me tell I'm you. Out. Sedate me. Take, yeah. <laughs> put me in a little medicine. But start with your children. <laughs> If you can't get to nobody else, you know that you can set your children up right. Get them some LLCs. Support these kids' visions. Look at that little kid who, what are you doing with judging the toys and stuff like that? Ryan? Ryan, Look don't, yeah, don't get me started on Ryan. Don't yeah. get me started on Ryan. He's killing <laughs> it. You understand? Don't be like, yelling it. <laughs> you understand? Like, Ryan's children's children don't have to work because, I mean, somebody supported that kid's vision, but support your kid's vision. Right. I mean, drill into them. Cut these parties out. We know you broke. We know people ain't bringing you gifts. Stop it. And that's for your children. <laughs> Man, don't, don't spend more on the baby shower than your own business. You're starting right. backwards. Right. They show pictures of Mark Zuckerberg's baby shower. My man, that was the cheapest baby shower I've seen on Facebook today, and I loved it. I said, yeah. yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Man, all right. I, I do this one last thing. I know you guys are probably like, this nigga do a lot of things up here. One last thing. <laughs> uh, I really do want to thank you guys both for coming up here. I, I've enjoyed both of you. I knew what I was doing, asking both of you to come up here. Um, I want to give you guys time to put your socials so people can reach you. But I also, after you do that, I want you to give me one show or movie that you've been watching um, recently to recommend oh, so to the funny. folks? I don't watch oh. movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you got TV shows, right? Uh, so the Power Book, I'm watching Power Book. Um, and my okay. social is at Credit by Dawn on, so on um, Instagram. I am doing my business page on Facebook. Bear with me. And my website is coming soon also. So it's all going to be easy. All the handles are Credit by Dawn. It's either creditbydawn.com, Credit by Dawn on Facebook, or at Credit by Dawn on Instagram. Okay. So TV show, uh, you know, I'm married. So married life makes you watch other married people. So my wife <laughs> and I are like geeks on 90 Day Fiance, married at first sight. Anything dealing with marriage, married couples need to watch it because it'll spark conversation. 
that you wouldn't even think you would have to have. And it's fun looking at other people go through issues that you'll never have. So, you know, that's just kind of our thing. And then movie, I'll even say, I've, I've watched American Gangster probably about 213 times. And I'll okay. probably keep watching it until I can't find it on any other streaming service. It's been my favorite movie since the day it came out, and it'll, it always will be. You know, rest in peace, Frank Lucas. But <laughs> um, you can find me at, on, on Instagram, at Cepeda Capital, at C-E-P-E-E-A, Capital, uh, CepedaCapital.com. Also, you know, my son's luxury accessory line that I'm running for him now. You know, I work for my son now. It's, uh, it's at Arnaldo Evan, and that's A-R-N-A-L-D-O-E-V-A-N. You know, the website, I'm still building. You know, and that's another thing. I don't outsource anything. We do everything in-house. Also, to all the nurses listening, got to shout out my wife's business always, at the Nurse Sam, thenursesam.com. She makes study kits, you know, memorabilia, all kind of merchandise for nurses, specifically to LPNs, LVNs, and RNs, you know, and she's killing it. You know, so if you're a nurse, make sure you click onto that too. But you know, for for now, that's all the important stuff. I will um when I when I post this tomorrow, um, I will tag you guys or uh, put it in your stories, and you can add um, or add your ads, um, add your um, hashtags, everything. Um, you guys aren't the only one. Dawn, your son has a food truck. Uh, TJ, yep. your son has a luxury accessory line. Um, my kids, we started something for them, um, a line for them. It's called Two Dreamers. Um, two Dreamers being that both their grandfather's names are Joseph. And what was Joseph? He was a dreamer. So okay. So, I, so I got, I'm with you. <laughs> That's cute. Two Dreamers is the, the line. Uh, be on the lookout for that very, very soon. We should be posting some um, sample stuff so you guys can see that oh, we yeah. have. Um, yeah, I was just trying to set up a life for them uh, that's better than what we had. I appreciate you all. I appreciate you all. Um, I can't keep saying that enough. Um, I can't keep saying that enough. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll um, reconvene again about when we're going to have you guys up again because I'm sure people are going to really, 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 really love the information that you gave out. Uh, my yes, show, so. American Murder on Netflix, it's really, really jack up if you're into that type of stuff. But <laughs> American, American Murder on Netflix, uh, I always tell people, get your excuses ready for Monday. Um, <laughs> going, going back up. We're gonna be back home soon. Yeah. So, uh, keep your excuses. Uh, every, <laughs> I said last week, if you have kids, your kids are automatic excuse. But I do you want better? <laughs> right. <laughs> kids are automatic excuse. I do you want better? If you're a female, you have a get out of jail free card every month. And <laughs> You got a, if you got a male manager, he's not going to ask you no questions. He's just going to be like, yep. no questions. <laughs> no questions. Yeah, go home. Go home. It's fine. Right. <laughs> but I no questions. You uh, I love you both. Thank you for coming up. And Thanks for having us. That's all us. I got. This was cool. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. This was great. I look forward to doing it again, man. Love y'all. Yep. Love you.
Hey, okay. Hey guys. Uh, oh. I mean, oh. not like that. Like, come on. I know what you mean. You gotta nigga, love you, me. Nigga, you love me. You see, you see, you made me change that quick. Nigga, you love me. Stop it. You love me. Stop <laughs> it. I love my black people. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all. All right, later. Thank you. Bye.